What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. We are on episode number 75. Today's episode, no sponsor besides my own company, uh, Burke University. If you guys want to learn more about how to do affiliate marketing or social media marketing or anything in between, I have a full online course where you can pretty much pick up on everything I do. Uh, for my career, I manage people's social media, um, any kind of business, whether it's restaurants or car dealerships or car park companies where we post for them and we do all of their marketing to help bring in more business. On top of that, I've done affiliate marketing for about two years now and I have everything on Burke University that goes over the basic plan on how to start your career online, working from home, working from a coffee shop, doing whatever you want. So if you want to check out Burke University, the link is below. Fat, we're here today, bro. Yes, thanks another, for having me. Another episode. If you guys don't know Fat, Fat, explain yourself in 10 seconds. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> a sensor's Finally. Uh, good friend and old roommate. So yes, I've been sir. on a few other episodes and we're back here in my new spot. This, this is cool. This is it. This is super nice, man. We, we talked about this and it's it's coming it's coming along. So this is my own location for my meal prep business and this is the office. Yeah, so I posted on my Instagram a couple of times about it, but this new spot that you picked what made you pick this because this is a big warehouse so behind us this, this is like the main office there's a lobby and then there's a big warehouse behind us what made you choose this spot so i really wanted to stay in this city mm -hmm. irvine for one the location is perfect because it's near the freeway yeah because there's nothing i hate more than being far from the freeway yeah <laughs> and um it's just it's kind of like a strategic position this spot so i really wanted it because in this plaza alone i think there's i just just driving around i counted about seven gyms in this area yeah wow so that that'll be huge for uh like getting new clients yeah and working with those gyms to get new new customers so that was a part of your strategy was having your office by gyms yeah oh i had no idea yeah and huh. it's, and it's only like a mile from my house so i could come yeah to and from all the time that's a really good strategy so if, if you guys follow me i was saying in one of my vlogs a couple of days ago that this this plaza i've actually had an office that was right here so oh, if you open man. the garage door behind us and you walk straight that was the gym that i had worked out at and then the owner i asked him i was like hey is it okay if we build a, an office upstairs because he had like a stairs that went up wait really yeah I, I went into there this week yeah and so, i saw stairs that go up. so i bought all that, that drywall that's on up there and we built it no and, way and they they got like one of their friends to come in we put a door up and then that was my office when i first started the marketing company oh i didn't know that. yeah so i worked out of there for you know uh like eight months so wait would you still know them over oh there? yeah john and all those guys like yeah the guy i think the guy's name was like keith he's like super buff oh yeah i don't know i don't know that guy but it's been oh, a, he's a manager oh, okay yeah. yeah it's been it's been three years but yeah that it's a trip that you chose this area yeah. but it makes sense now i get that yeah it was a strategic move because like right now we're using the rental kitchen so there's no overhead but it's just impossible to scale in a small spot and we're yeah. growing so we need to scale so i wanted to pick somewhere where you know like yes my rent is going up but because i have all this all these connections to make it would cover the rent so it would offset oh, yeah. it so i, I could have saved money and moved somewhere cheaper mm -hmm. But I feel like this was the best move for us. I, I think for growing, too, because then you don't have to deal with like pushing so much on social media or pushing so much with influencers or whatever that you're able to capitalize on having like local business. And it's way easier for pickup. And then if you want to get people that have a gym, they can just have like their clients get on your plan, too. Yeah. 
That's super cool. Location, location, location. So you you went to the track in your Porsche and the lip came off. What happened? Uh, <laughs> How did so that happen? This happens sometimes when you go to the track. So I was coming over Phil Hill. Mm-hmm. So at Button Willow, there's this big hill. You you crest over it. You can't really see what's on the other side, but that's what makes it fun. But apparently <laughs> someone went off and they came right back onto the track. So they took this giant dust cloud oh. onto the track. So I come over the hill and i just can't see it's just a dust no. <laughs> so i'm like uh what do i do so i ended up just driving straight through it and because you don't want to slam on your brakes because someone behind you might ram into you yeah. which is bad and you know the other scary thing is is ramming someone else so i just like just prayed and i just went straight and i ended up going straight off the track oh no and it ripped my front lip off did you hear it come off no, because we, we went off like so hard it started bouncing. And oh, I just thought, because no. I've gone off a lot. I mean, it happens. Yeah. And you don't always break stuff, but I, I thought everything was cool. And then I get back and then everyone's like, your front loop's missing. No, that yeah. sucks so, so much. But I mean, like at the end of the day, like losing body parts, like I've lost the fender. I lost my front lip. It's it's way better than than crashing like yeah if if someone rear-ended me we're talking thousands of damage versus just a few hundred yeah so and you you just got the lip replacement too right yeah what? so i mean it's like five six hundred bucks so you know like that's kind of why i don't spend too much money on like let's say like real authentic or real mm-hmm. like i don't paint the front lips because these are technically consumables in my opinion mm-hmm so the less invested in that, the better, because it's going to get messed up. Well, I feel like it's bound to happen. And if you have the ability to buy something that's cheaper because you know it's going to break, like, why would you keep? There's no reason to flex ego and be exactly. like, oh, I have the yeah. best. It's like, OK, well, it just shows you're going to be broke. <laughs> yeah. That's not fun. Yeah. Because if, if you if if that lip was like, let's say two, three thousand dollars, first of all, I probably wouldn't run it if I was going to the track. Yeah. But if I had to replace that. Oh. Yeah. That's, and it's going to make you drive not as hard. Yeah. Because they're going to be like, oh, I don't want to break this. Yeah. Damn, that makes sense. Well, with that that lip, you ended up replacing it. And then uh, you've been filming a lot of like the installs, right? On your YouTube channel? Yes. So I started you, a YouTube channel with Nate. And you've been filming a lot, huh? We have been. Uh, I mean, I, we're, we're trying to film enough to do, I think, one or two videos uh, a week. Mm-hmm. So we're starting to, to learn the YouTube thing from you guys. Yeah, I'm glad you're doing it because you have... I feel like you've had so many cars that you've built. Like when we first did the podcast, the first episode, imagine if you documented the FD. I know. And that and it's showing the through. process on that. Oh man. Pulling the motor, building single turbo kit. Yeah. Building the motor, all that stuff. Yeah, because yeah. now well the good thing is now is that you're starting now, so the next, you know, twenty projects you have you can document. Yeah. But with the Porsche, like what's what's your next goal? What's like the idea for it now? Just making it more of a race car, I guess. What do you what do you have next that you want to install? So I have a light and flywheel and I have LSD, which mm-hmm. the car really needs. Um Porsche didn't make the Cayman come with one. So <laughs> So it's a one wheel peel? Yeah. So <laughs> so I, I'm after I get that installed, I'm getting better tires. I already got better wheels. And then yeah. I mean there's only I'm reaching to the point where the only thing left to do is all the suspension arms and then making the car lighter. Yeah. So I, I could do like carbon doors, carbon rear hatch, and that that stuff gets really expensive. Or, and then a motor swap. There's only so much more I could do. 
Well, there, I feel like that, that was a huge list. You can do so much more. I, what, I, what I've seen now is for me progressing as a driver and having the F80M3 now, um, the nice thing is, is that so many people that I've looked up to or that are in the car industry are like, hey, I really respect how you're doing this because I before I would just buy parts and throw them on and just be like, oh, it looks cool, but I couldn't, I never pushed it. Yeah. Now that I've pushed the tires as hard as I could, the brakes as hard as I could, and the car's bone stock, yeah. I feel like, I don't know if it's a weird thing to say, but I feel much more respected, yeah. like much more. With you being a driver and you really, I think you're paying attention to, to being faster and you want to run a 159, what do you feel like is maxed out on the car right now? Like you can't do anything more to make it better. You have to do other things or improve as a driver. I, definitely improving as a driver and then the tires. What tires do you have? I just run the Federal RS Pros right now. And what do you want to run? Uh, right now I ordered the Falcon uh, RT660. So people people are saying those are pretty fast. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, I feel like that's where, that's where, where I started to feel that I was li limited was the tires. So I had the Hankook Ventus dealership tires and I felt so greasy after like yeah. three laps and I just felt like it was limiting me. But then I got the tires and then I started to realize, okay, now it's suspension. Like my car's a marshmallow out there. Is it? Yeah, it's very soft. Yeah, I, it's cool because now that that you've taken the car and like really pushed it in just its stock form, every mod you do, I feel like you're going to feel a big difference. I think so. I mean, Versus I'm, just like building the car completely and then you take it to the track and you're like, you don't know what you added actually made a difference. Yeah, you have no idea. Well, not, my whole perspective is building for function. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's still, I want to make it look good, but I mean, dude, right now I have, I just got Sparco seats yesterday. Yeah. I have a front lip, side skirts, rear diffuser, and suspension on the way, plus like four other things that I haven't installed yet, only because I don't want to do anything until I get back out to the track with the seats. With the seats? I want to do yeah. the seats. I mean, like Matt that's Rohana gonna, and a couple other people. That's going shave a whole second off. I think so too. Really? I was getting thrown around so much in that car. I know. So much. I mean, stock seats are what they are. They're just comfort yeah i was getting like bruised my legs were really because i was bracing myself against the center console my my outer legs were bruised yeah because <laughs> doing 30 laps of that and i was so sore like my my and core it, my like, ribs it, it like takes away from your from your focus yeah because you're like i'm trying to stay in my seat so you're thinking <laughs> about bracing yourself yeah so it actually like it kind of affects your like there's this book that Matt recommended that I read. He called, sent it to me too. Yeah. Oh, Speed Secrets yeah. or something. Uh -huh. And one of the important things is just making yourself comfortable in the car. Yeah. And one of those things is definitely the seats, I feel like. Yeah, I think so too. And I've been posting on all my social media platforms and so many people that were never into the track all want to go now. They should. They really you, should. Everyone should go. And At I, least I, once in your life. You just have to. Just to see if you like it or not. You have to, because I, I was always against it. I'm like, ah, I don't want to break anything, and I don't want to push my car, blah, blah, blah. And then, sure enough, when I went with you, I was like, why didn't I do this sooner? I know. I was I always the against same it. Same thing, same yeah. thing. When was your first track day? How old were you? I mean, it was only like, I think two, maybe three years ago, I was sitting on the car, because it didn't do anything, because mm -hmm. it was all stanced out. And then I was talking to Matt one day, and I knew he was into the track, but he actually hasn't gone in a while. And I was just like, like, I want to track my car. Let's go. So it's out of nowhere. Like, he like sent me a link and then he, I signed up. And I was <laughs> like, oh shit, I'm actually doing it's this. game time now. <laughs> yeah. So then I was so nervous going out there. But luckily I had a friend that has, he's a track veteran, you know, lots of experience. Yeah. 
so it made me more at ease like having someone there so i'm not just like showing up by myself and uh yeah and just fell in love after that when like you, it all made sense like being a car guy it's like like you you put all these parts on and you're kind of like you made it look cool in the beginning but then you do all these performance parts and then once you actually track the car you're like oh like that's why you need brakes that are fade resistant yeah that's why you want stainless steel lines that's why you want yeah i think it justifies spending your money on certain things yeah. you're like do i really need like this on my car or do i just want it and then you start exactly. to look at okay well because right now i don't want anything besides suspension yeah like i don't want to do any more i don't, I don't want to wrap the car yet i don't want to do an exhaust like i want to just do suspension so i'm trying to work on that yep um so when you went out to the track for the first time and you were on the grid, weren't you shaking like crazy? Oh yeah. You said my, your clutch my, pedal. My clutch. Pedal. <laughs> Just like, shaking like, like crazy. You know when they they're telling you to go? Yeah. Like they're letting the cars out. I was like, I hope I don't <laughs> fall because I had no control over my clutch oh my god it was just shaking it's always good when you go with a friend too and it's it's not that expensive like if you go to no. um you can do speed ventures for like 150 200 150 yeah 180 yeah. or something but we just signed up for turn eight and that was 150 yeah so, so they're if, out there if you're not familiar with how it works what they do is there's like different clubs out there that will rent out a track for the day and then you pay that organization like for a slot you get yeah. to have okay you're going to be in a group session or you're in an open track day you pay that organization you sign papers and then you just show up yeah and that, a, that's that it that makes it really good for people that are wanting to learn because everything is just it's ready to go yeah and then and they have like instructors and like instructions and all this stuff so it's it not as it, it's not intimidating as you think it yeah. it sounds like it is but it's really not and majority of the cars out there unless you have a car that's like really old if you're doing the fluids and taking care of it your car will be fine yeah it, it's no like parker's it's just like driving long distance yeah like if your car can make that you could go to and from the track yeah so I, I think people shouldn't be as intimidated and uh you see people out there in like lincoln town cars and yeah. miatas and uh, stuff just like ripping. police interceptors yeah <laughs> so you should yeah. never be intimidated and jettas and going with your friends too is important i think at least have one yeah. friend with you it's like golfing it's just fun <laughs> It's definitely more adrenaline it's than relax. golfing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> it's like driving golf carts. It's like playing golf while you get chased by bees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty intense. I, I was always against it, but now that I'm doing it, I'm, I'm much more addicted to it. Um, you, at one point, so you started this business based off of your history of changing your lifestyle. So you make, you have meal prep where you make food and I, that all started with your, your journey, right? Yep. How did that, what was the very beginning of that? So what happened? The very beginning was a girl. It was a girl. Yeah. Okay. So I like really liked this girl. Um, I was like 238 pounds at the time. So and how tall like, are you? Like five, six and a half. Okay. So I was like super overweight, super obese. And uh, I was hanging out with, I really liked this girl and I was hanging out with her, her best friend. And that girl had a boyfriend at the time and her best friend was like, oh, her boyfriend has a nice body. And he just looked like. A regular dude mm -hmm. like pretty much dad bod and i was like i gotta have way better body than this guy <laughs> and i just started working out and then it it like became a part of like my life like i made it a priority and i just had to like develop the discipline to just go even when i didn't want to and it just kind of snowballed and it wasn't just like it was like i lost 10 pounds and then 20 pounds and then i just because it was like 
part of my routine. It just kept going. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, oh, I lost 20 pounds. Like, I'm good. Yeah. It just turned into like 20 to 80 pounds. And then I was like, oh, I need to build more muscle because now I'm just skinny. And then it just like fitness just took over. And then so during that whole time, I had to learn how to meal prep. Mm-hmm. So I've been meal prepping for like 10 years. So I've been like developing these recipes and like seeing what works when you microwave it, how you cook it, whatever. And then and then it turned into like so then my friend was like, oh, meal prep for me. And then started meal prepping for him. And then he, the, he told another guy at the gym and that guy's like, oh, can you do it for me, too? <laughs> and then it just turned into this thing where now I just I, I turned my like passion for this into to profits basically so there was really no game plan it just kind of it just it was just yeah it just rolled down this hill and just kept going do you feel passionate about what you do yeah i love it you do because i love cooking for people and i love like because like i know that like the fitness thing changed my life so much Mm -hmm. that i like love being able to help someone else with that too so it's much more meaningful than just a job yeah that's cool So like i try to to, to show people like, Hey, you could eat this and lose weight. And like, you know, it, I just want to be able to be like, have a positive impact on people. Yeah, lives. dude. I, I love that. I think that's great. And I, I've seen that in you too. And I remember when I first moved in with you, I was almost 270. Yeah. I was really big and I'm six two, So my frame could handle it. But at the same time, like I wasn't happy with how I felt yeah. and I wasn't really happy with how I looked. And I remember like we started, um, doing training together lifting i was on your meal plan yeah that was good it was fun i really enjoyed it but the crazy part was is that you were like yeah you can have you know uh mcdonald's or you can have rice krispies yeah and i'd have you know rice krispies every day for like six months yeah every day and i lost you know 30 pounds doing that and it showed me the opportunity of like you know if it fits your macros but not so like strict there's some days where we'd have you know wings or whatever yeah but it if I could fit it in my day, it taught me so much about losing weight. And now I've, yeah. I've implemented that every day now. Yeah. It's so the, good. The balance is a key essential of, of like long-term success. Yeah. Cause I don't, I've had phases before when I was doing my men's physique, like competition that I wanted to do. I was, I weighed in at like two thirty, and I cut down to one eighty nine in six months. And that was an hour of training in the morning bro split Monday through Friday and then an 45 minutes of Stairmaster four days a week. Yeah. So it was morning and night training and you know, what'd you eat though? Oh dude, I was on horrible 350 grams of protein a day and 2000 calories. Yeah. So it was like egg white protein shakes twice, three times a day, chicken and rice. It's not sustainable. I never want to eat chicken again. That's how bad it was. And now with the, you know, I gained the weight back and now I'm still, doing more cardio now, but I really enjoy being able to be like, you know what, if I'm going to eat a protein bar for breakfast and I want to, I can eat McDonald's for lunch or dinner and I can still have room for whatever, like ice cream after. But as long as I stay on like maintenance, I think that's the hard part too is I posted so much about the Rice Krispies and everyone's like, dude, that's so bad for you. You should never do that ever. I'm like, you guys are not, I don't want to be mean, but uneducated on, well, that's okay. That's that's the thing. That's why I try to educate people like, like the, the reason why the meal preps are important is because that is like the balance. Like you could have meal preps. Yeah. Cause like yeah. at least two of your meals are healthy, let's say, or like the right amount of calories. And then you have one meal that's really bad. Mm-hmm. It's like, but then as long as you have the balance, it, it helps you stick to your diet long term. So you're in it 
for not just one year it could be 10 years like yeah. your whole life like why do you have to be fat ever again yeah versus some people are like oh i just want to lose 20 pounds they lose 20 pounds and then they blow back up yeah even worse that's what i did you know i lost yeah, 40 pounds and i gained 80 yeah there's no like, because why? there was no balance back then no so if you just have well balance you have to have your sanity exactly. and that's the most important thing and, and one thing too that i want to bring up in the podcast is that you know, if, if somebody out there is struggling right now and they're worried about, <laughs> yeah, don't and diet soda. Don't be afraid. I drink it every day. Yeah. I don't it, don't it's, be afraid. doesn't cause. People, I'm not going to say I'm not a doctor, but <laughs> studies have shown you have to drink a ridiculous amount. So well, on my, my physique training, I had uh, diet Coke every day. Yeah. Even like my coach. My coach is um, IFBB pro, like f- 10 years. And he, he also was a nurse for 10 years. So when he coached me, I felt so confident with it. Shout out to Pete at uh, World Gym in San Diego. He trained me for a long time, and he was like, you know, this is how we can do it. That that helps a lot with like sweet cravings yeah. and um, just the yeah, sweet cravings and the carbonation and yeah. But what I was gonna say is that I'm I'm gonna be 30 this year, and my whole goal in life was to be like, oh, I want to be super jacked and super fit by 30, and that's in you know 10 months. And I I don't I had that goal a couple years ago. And as I got closer to this age, I started going, why? Why does that day matter? Sure, it's yeah, your birthday yeah. and you want to celebrate, but why would you put pressure on yourself to look a certain way when I could just implement this for the rest of my life? Yeah. Well, well what if I do this until I'm dead? Yeah. Then I'm like going to be really healthy and happy for, until my last day. Instead of being like, okay, once I turn 30 and I'm super jacked, I can go get a pizza. Yeah. Like that's not sustainable. So I've learned a lot from... You know, thank you for that. Like, I really appreciate that, that you've taught me how to sustain eating food. Yeah. <laughs> if that sounds, sounds like I'm an infant or something. <laughs> Thanks for teaching well, me how to eat food. Because people don't understand. Like, I get, I get customers that are like, oh, do you do keto? Which I used to do keto like five years ago for like a couple of years. And like, and then I tell these customers, I'm like, I'm like, we don't offer that because I don't believe in it. Yeah. And like, if you would just eat, like my meals and you'd understand like it's all about like the portion sizes mm-hmm. like you could have carbs like i'm asian i love rice i have i have rice every meal like you shouldn't have to sacrifice that yeah it doesn't make you any shouldn't sense. have to sacrifice anything you love because when when you do that it does mess with like your sanity and your happiness oh tremendously and yeah. it, it people don't realize how much it can affect your day-to-day life where you know, some people, I remember when I was younger, when I was training, I'd have to have oatmeal every morning. Like I had to oh, have yeah. a protein in the morning or something, but now I fast until 1 PM every day. Like I don't want to eat food until lunchtime. And it's only because of how I operate. I like to wake up, yeah. take my time, work a little bit and then have my first meal. And I think everyone has to realize that, you know, what works for you may not work for me, yeah. but we can implement each style of what we do and it might, something may work. Yeah. So doing the if it fits your macros worked for me well, and I think counting calories it works, too. It works for everyone. Yeah. Carbs don't make you fat. It's calories in, calories out. Calories in, calories out. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what so. I've learned the most. All right, fat. So we have eight minutes, and we are out of stuff to talk about. Oh no, we got one more. Best cars for the track. Best cars for the track. Yeah, I've been. T- I've been I ta- think. I think. Okay, go ahead. What's your first? Okay, let's just start off right now. What is the number one best car to get started with right off the bat? We'll say it in in three seconds. Okay, ready? One, two. Three, three S2000. <laughs> That's Damn. good too. That's good too. I was going to say S2000 because every time I go to Buttonwillow, there's nine, there's like minions. There They're is. everywhere. But from what I've heard, the S2000 is actually a very hard car to drive. Fast Why? Because you have to be at the limit all the time. Oh, so you have to be pushing. So it's nonstop. very intimidating. Oh. So like 
there's no traction control. I don't think there's ABS. Is there ABS? I don't know. Hmm. But like that car, you have to be on it. So you have to be a very okay. skilled driver to that, drive S2000. That fast. makes sense. Okay. Which was, I think it's okay if you, if you could like learn to handle that car. I think yeah. any car would be easier. But I think a three series is good because it's like just the right amount of power, but it's still like big enough and not as much of a handful. Yeah, I feel yeah. like. I I've seen. I just go Plus based on BMW parts are cheap. Yeah, I think seen. Okay, maybe I take my answer back. I, also, but this could be the same thing. <laughs> Miata, but that's the same the thing. Miata, yeah, you have to be at the limit. Be, you have to be at the limit to be fast. But I don't know if a first track car, it, your goal is to be fast. I think your goal is to learn. That's true. So I think once you really learn how to drive a car, like an S two thousand or Miata, your fifth to tenth track day, you could go. Okay, maybe I get a faster car. Because I think you have to figure out how to understand. I, I didn't know what rumble strips felt like at 130. Yeah. Like that's intense. Yeah. Like getting on Your two suspension wheels. Suspension matters. It's unreal. I think you have to get out there and, and feel what it feels like to go on the dirt. I think I think any track car should be, there's enough like parts support for it. Yeah. And parts are cheaper. Yeah. The maintenance is cheaper. And I think front wheel drive or rear wheel drive. I don't think all wheel drive is... I, w- I wouldn't recommend all-wheel drive for a first-track car. And there'd just be a bunch of understeer everywhere? It, I mean, it could understeer. I think all-wheel drive systems are, if you track it, they're probably more expensive to fix if oh, something yeah. breaks. Like, yeah. Huh. You so know, I, I remember working at Lamborghini, and when the Murcielago was just ending, the a bunch of cars came in on trade, a bunch of Murcielagos, and everyone likes to run staggered on Mercy's, a 19 in the front and 20 in the back, but they're four-wheel drive. Yeah. So the differentials had to be replaced in like a bunch of Mercy's. Oh, yeah. So you can't run yeah, bigger. Yeah, all-wheel drive, you have to, there's a certain ratio you need yeah. between the tire size and the front and the back. Yeah, so I remember yeah. so at like the, the service the center seeing that. So like the diff will start clicking and stuff. Yeah, you'd hear they it sometimes. Have like, they're like, oh, I put wheels on. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know why it's, my diff is messed up. Not good. So never run bigger wheels in the front yeah. versus the back because yeah. you'll just completely blow out your diff, which is not what you want to do, especially on a Lambo. But yeah, I think having rear-wheel drive is a great starting point, having a lighter car, a smaller car, and something like an import because your maintenance, your tires, if you run... Like, let's say if you run a Miata, you run 15-inch wheels, your tires are like 200 bucks for four yeah, tires. For like high-performance <laughs> tires. But you once, you, once you get into, like, I bought 19-inch tires because I have the stock tires right now, Bridgestones, um, and they were, it was like 1,600. Yeah. I'm like, dude, that's, a, I had the A052, same thing. But those are 18. So I think having a, a car that can run 17 or 18s is going to, so, you know, save you so much with, with money. Yeah, if you're learning. Or just... Drive what you brought. Yeah, I don't think there's anything you have to really do. I, yeah. I, I just went out there with my car, and I'm like, like if I go. were to to learn how to drift, I think 350Zs would be. Yeah, like that car has, I feel like more than enough power. It's rear wheel drive, manual. Like there's factory diffs you could put in it, factory four piston brakes. Like it's good weight distribution too. I feel like that car would be perfect for like drifting. Yeah, but tracking, tracking. I think it's just any car where you can you can run it and it won't like break the bank. Yeah. I think that's what intimidates people is like, I don't want to break my daily driver. Yeah. But if you have a car that's cheap enough, it, it's like, go push the car. Yeah. Just see where it's at. Cause then, then like going back to the thing, I always go back to this is that after the first track day with you, when we came back home, uh, we were legally in Mexico and we hit that on ramp, uh, by John Wayne at Mexican yeah. airport. That was the <laughs> best 
most confident I've ever I felt know. on an on-ramp, dude. Like, I love that off-ramp. <laughs> that that off-ramp feels so much better now because coming from, from a track day, you're like, okay, now I know what my car can do. You shouldn't do it on the street, but if you're in Mexico, you know, I think it's okay. Yeah. I mean, you're responsible for what you do, so. Yeah. It's up to you. If you feel, I just I think mean, you the would, confident Okay, part. you would drive fast regardless. Yeah. I mean, most people You will. know what I mean? So well, it look, would better if you had more experience anyways. I mean, look at, you know, the Texas 2K and all yeah. the street racing videos. Those videos are great. They're 13, 20 or whatever. Yeah, they're running, you know, 200, <laughs> 200 mile an hour street like, passes. How pulling, away with this? Pulling parachutes on the freeway. I know. <laughs> like, dude, that is intense, man. Yeah. W- were you ever into drag racing at all or no? Yeah. Yeah. Back back in the day. I feel like when you're like really young, if you didn't like grow up around go-karts and track racing, like it was all about drag racing because mm. that's like the ultimate ego just like who can go the fastest lining in a straight up. line <laughs> yeah either from a roll or a dig like it's just who could be who has a faster car it's like you know so you have you done drag racing on the street mm, i mean maybe yeah maybe yeah. <laughs> I, I mean but back in the day in mexico yes. yeah 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 <laughs> for sure like That's i think everyone funny. has no i haven't i've never done drag racing no not that i can think not of from a dig no i mean roll. I guess at stoplights against You've never some other ran people. another car on the freeway? Okay. Yeah, I have a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I just don't I don't look at it as something that's like super memorable. Like track days are very memorable to me, but drag racing is just not I it's sick when you do it, but for me I'm not really Yeah. I'm not I mean super sometimes into it. like if it's like on the on the streets like you might just line up and then like what happens is like I'll go and another guy will go. And if I, the moment I see they're faster, I just like, well, yeah. all right, at least we know who's faster. Yeah. But once like, but I don't like to like, there's people that like, they just run it and they just keep going. And like it's like, are we, just, are we just trying to <laughs> max it out? Because obviously one car is faster than the other. Like, why are you still going? Yeah. It's like, it's not like you hit 150 and then all of a sudden <laughs> you're, you're going to reel them in. Like, yeah, it doesn't work that yeah. way. I mean, like maybe you have like a big single turbo and you're actually like have a purpose for racing, but yeah yeah i don't i just don't i don't think it would happen there's something about it when like a charger pulls up next to me and they rev their engine yeah and i'm like or an frs like let's go, <laughs> let's go to the canyons and see what you can do yeah yeah <laughs> but i'm not i don't know i don't really it's, it's a whole ego thing i think and it's like yeah it's yeah. the easiest way to test because like how are you going to test if you go to the canyon like yeah it's hard to do that straight yeah. line stuff is the easiest i think too yeah it's easy to be to be bought not built yeah but oh well i have respect I, being I mean, a car sometimes, enthusiast, sometimes you just want to know how fast your car is in a straight line i guess yeah like me and ashton we've we've lined up and ran like all of our cars like multiple times even just yeah. like oh i changed my intake can we see how much faster <laughs> it is like you know what i mean which is crazy because the my older porsche like we've raced my porsche versus his uh is 350 and yeah. my car was slower really and then i did huh. an intake and my intake was like super filthy and I did a performance one. So it was like brand new, brand new. And then my car ended up being fast from just an intake from just an intake, dude. Well, so re- that, that dirty intake filter was robbing me of power. Is that what just recently when you took out your filter? No, that oh. was, I mean, that was the other time. Oh. I, <laughs> I remember you told me you're like, <laughs> oh, I've never taken off the filter of my car. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I'm tra- well, I know. that's when like I went seven to- years old. We, yeah, we went to, um, when you got the Titan wheels put on your car and, you were driving at home and you're like, dude, this car feels 10 times faster Yeah, just from the intake. Cause I did intake spark plugs and, and the wheels I saved like five pounds per wheel. Wow. So the car felt like 
it gained like 30 horsepower because having a dirty filter and heavy wheels it just it just robs your car yeah. of power i guess people don't think about that yeah Jeez. well we lost video uh, 10 minutes ago but thank you guys so much for watching fat anything else you want to plug cat food no i mean oh yeah check out my youtube channel oh yeah uh, i'll put that below posting videos every week just going through the build process of both the business and the cars and yeah thanks guys for watching and listening yeah thanks for watching if you guys can if you're on youtube hit that like button and subscribe and we'll see you next time peace peace